0: Oliver Hunter, welcome back to the half palmy, mate.
1: Oh, it's good to be back, Josh. We're we're still doing it.
0: We're uh, still doing it this time. <laughs> we're inside of my Toyota Corolla.
1: Oh, we're in person for the first time, mate. everybody. And we are in a Toyota Corolla parked here at the front of my parents' house. Yeah, in the P- middle of uh, the middle of the day, post palmy. We did have a palmy uh yesterday as we record this. And I'm gonna say the best palmy I've had for a very long time, probably since we first came up with this podcast when we had a half palmy at oh, in Melbourne, yes. yeah. um, the Star Hotel in Albury. We did flag this this pub as a top palmy in the first episode, but they even exceeded that expectation.
0: I, uh, I think for a memory, we might have labelled another venue. The Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal palmy and I think we might have slid the star Palmy in as the Andy Murray. Yeah, like he got a couple of gold medals, but what else?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he and he had his moment, and he could he could hold his own with the big three, but at the end, in the end, his knees just broke, and he had to retire. That was sort of what the the the, the star palmy the energy he was bringing. There was a bit of anger and a bit of just sort of bitterness, and they they knew they knew they could bring the heat, but you know <laughs> they were sort of. They were 30% heat compared yeah, to... Yeah,
0: the, the body of the palmy was letting itself down yeah, over time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Had the talent, had the pretend, and the just skill and will, but <laughs> just didn't have the physical attributes sometimes.
0: Well, that that all changed yesterday because when we had the palmy for lunch, enjoyable lunch, great service, everything went beautifully. Yeah. It was such a good palmy, guys, and particularly if you're local to Aubrey-Wodonga and you're listening to this, the 2024 early gen star palmy didn't get commented on during the palmy it was so good yeah it was almost like the 2019 wimbledon final (laughs) that we all talk about it just use another tennis analogy people talk about it more now than they did at the time as oh yeah we were watching and in this case eating One of the great palmies. Yeah,
1: it was. And I, and I think yeah, it didn't – I remember I messaged you uh, two hours later. I went, just check it in. Um, <laughs> but that palmie, that was uh, right up there. Uh, and you were like, yeah. What, what took me – what got me? Because I, I, um, I had back-to-back palmies. So my dinner the night before on yesterday was also a palmie at, at the other establishment we've mentioned. And then I had lunch palmie, and I purposely went for a swim in the morning And then I only had a – so no breakfast, went for a swim, then had a banana at about 10.30, then we had lunch at about 12.30. So I had opened up my guts and it was ready for for palmy consumption and I felt good. And I don't know what it was, whether it was my uh, dietary uh, preparation or it was just the quality of the uh, produce. But I didn't have the post-palmy like coma, like Mm. like – rock-in-your-guts kind of vibe. And I, I was shocked by it, um, and I'm still shocked by it. I feel well, uh, which over Christmas, New Year, January in general, uh, I've never felt well. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for it. And, um, yeah, it was, I think, the shredded ham. I think we mentioned it in the first ep. The star have it. They, their ham is shredded ham, like pizza ham. And it had... It had something to it that, yeah.
0: There's no what I called yesterday in a message. There's no slide out. No. When you're eating a certain chunk of the parmy, you're getting an even amount of all the ingredients in the block. Yes. You're not half pulling a massive sheet of ham. Nope. Straight out and you're eating that all in one go.
1: Yeah. I think if um for people that love a sandwich in the sandwich community that uh that I see a bit now, there's a lot of good sandwich shops in Melbourne. Uh, great cross section of palm. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you don't if we're talking sandwiches, I think a, a sandwich indicator is how good the cross section. So when you cut it, then it's all the same stuff. That was when you had the palm yesterday. It was you got a bit of everything, and there was no unevenness. There was no slide out. There was no yeah. It all held together. And, yeah, I think it that did help as well that we got there at about 12. So, I reckon we were about the what, 14th and 15th meals. Yeah. The chefs but, had warmed up. Yeah, they were they were, they were, on. They were feeling good. Um, and I reckon if, see, if we had got there at 1.30, the back end of lunch, mm. they might have been a bit like, oh, I'm about to finish. Powering down. So, I'll just throw this in and see what happens. But they were on. Um, yeah.
0: I will say one more thing. I think the idea of the cross-sectional palmy is very progressive of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, once again, as we always say, if you guys have had a rip a palmy this week, reach out to myself yeah. or to Oliver on the social medias. All the links will be wherever you're listening to this. So, we did have a couple of things we wanted to talk about today. You've got a take in the piss and I've got a top five, but you did have a story about a road trip okay. that you wanted to share with me. So,
1: we obviously drove up to Albury from, from Melwood. For, for New Year's, so we, and uh, by our baby, or my baby, uh, Ziggy, he's, he's seven weeks old, and he great, been a great sleeper, loves the car, loves car trips, so put him in the car, get him out, and, but here's the thing we figured out since we've done this, this travelling um, for hours at a time, loves a car, loves a car trip, but also, pretty much only loves any, when you're over 110, so as soon as you drop below 100 and you stop like red lights and you're in in towns or suburbs, don't want a bar of it. He wakes up and he's cracking, he's crying, he's screaming. But as soon as you're on the freeway, 110, 120, he's asleep. So he he slept for most of the trip and then woke up and he had to feed. And it was all good. And then we had to get him back to sleep. And then at one point we had to put a white noise playlist on Spotify. I don't know if you've, you've, you're across this, Josh, but there are these white baby sleeping white noise playlists. For anyone has got kids out there, you'll know, Well, especially if you've got kids in the last few years, you'll know that these playlists exist. Uh and I think that was a real moment for me of like what this is what my life is now. Um playing uh white noise playlist on Spotify, really throwing out my algorithm. Um and, you know, I, I there was a time in my life and, and, and when babe, when he went to sleep, Kira and I are in the front seat. Um we're like fist pumping in silence because he's gone finally gone to sleep. And um I just sort of sat back and had a moment to myself going, This is where my life is now. There was a time in my life where I was fist pumping to white noise. But that was in a dark room of a nightclub. And the white noise in the nightclub wasn't the only white thing. But we won't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, eh? <laughs> we won't get in that too much. Uh, yeah. It's... But, you know, that's just where we're at now. I am um, playing white noise playlist to my seven week old baby to try and get him to sleep. Yeah. And,
0: um, of yeah. Of course, and... Ollie was talking about remixes of the Beastie Boys. He wasn't <laughs> talking about anything else. <laughs> yeah. We will, but we will clarify too at no point. Was the vehicle ever going faster than 110 kilometres on the freeway?
1: Yeah. Do you say that's clear? Speed limits. But um, I did say to Kira, I was like, well, you might have, when we're back in the suburbs of home... She may have to just rip down the free down the highway locally at 120 if he needs to get to sleep and just cop the speeding ticket. Like I think well, that is that is people don't talk, people talk about budgeting for children. I think that's that's a budget item we're gonna have to throw in. Yeah, there's, there's,
0: there's very little chat about the sleep budget and yeah, what what a parent. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I've seen obviously everyone in my family has numerous children. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting more and more friends that also have kids. It doesn't seem like even regardless of your financial situation. That that money's not available if it's needed. Like yeah. you'll pull that from <laughs> yeah. the top end of a GE yeah. finance yeah. credit card. You'll pull that from selling something to your <laughs> yeah. neighbour. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just organ trafficking. Like it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's there's nothing off the table. Some of that
0: white noise in the like yeah. Like- yeah
1: yeah yeah. Okay, <laughs> like I just you know we live we live next like we live up the road from a primary school. So the the primary school kids when they're back at school they might really have to get their skates on. Um, get across the road. <laughs> So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was just a moment. That, and I'll talk, I'm gonna um, maybe build a top five later down the other track about what else has changed in my life um, since having uh, little Ziggy. But that was a moment we were both laughing to ourselves, going, "What? What are we? Like we're fist pumping when we get him to sleep?" And it's just not a yeah. Couple of years ago. Not a thing not a direction in my life I thought it was gonna take, but we're here now, we're loving it. And um yeah, and I can't wait for old Ziggs to have a have a part. So
0: I like how he's got a catchphrase already, Ziggs. <laughs> I'm not an idle baby. Do not be idle at <laughs> yeah, any point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's amazing. And obviously Ollie did mention he's gonna have a top five and what's changed. If you are a parent and you are listening and have a top yes. five, like things that changed massively in your life. Yeah. If you could just condense those stories down and send yeah, them through, yeah, send them
1: through. we we'll, would we'll we'll love lo- to read it out. We'll love to hear them.
0: <laughs> so, you had a take in the piss, also. Uh
1: Ah, taking the piss. Um, and I only sort of this rekindled this taking the piss when I came into my parents' house. And this isn't all all them. This is uh one of my brothers because my one of my brothers Spencer. Uh, she had a dispenser. He just moved to Cairns uh, with his wife. Good on them. And they love a house plant, and they couldn't take all their house plants. To cans with them, and now my parents' house are full of house plants, and that is my take of the piss, Josh. House plants, people that like house plants, people that use house plants as an identity. Uh, <laughs> I don't get them. Um, i have, we've got one or two at home in Melbourne, Kira and I. I guess I can get around. I can be okay with that, but I don't understand why people have to have greenhouses just because. <laughs> Like unless unless you're manufacturing something and you're a primary producer, get the greenery outside. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, somehow Ollie just did quote, quotation marks primary producer with his eyelids. I'm not <laughs> yeah. sure how that worked. I don't know. There's lots of growers out there of just, different kinds.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a shower. I'm not a grower. Um, <laughs> so I don't get it. Um, yeah, and you're in there, and it is. It's like yeah. There's things growing out of weird places, and and like I'm bumping into plants. Like there's over, like I don't understand. We're not in the Amazon. We're
0: in. Could I could north I, north I north. clarify? Are these fake plants or re- like live? No, they're real, real plants. plants. So have you noticed just a general level of insect activity in the house? No, no,
1: no. It's I think because they're all designed. They're all in, indoor plants.
0: Yeah, so but, they're not attracting that. kind no, of No, they're not.
1: They're they're built to be in the house, but that doesn't make it okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. so my mum is at the point it's where- just like
0: someone is breaking and entering he's physically built to be in here but maybe he shouldn't be yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> so I uh, yeah my mum even said the other day that she's had has there's not enough room for all the indoor plants so some of the indoor plants have had to be relocated to the, un- the outdoor area outside so with any luck that means some of them may not survive the
0: zapper. Uh, <laughs> a little survival in a fittest situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my take of the piss. People that have too many houseplants, get a grip on your lives and just re-evaluate. Re- that's my
0: point. And the other thing is too, if you're in a household where you have a substantially sized dog, that dog's used to just laying down wherever it wants and you're taking up a lot of dog space. Yep. Where that dog now, you're relaxing yourself but adding anxiety to your dog's yep. life.
1: Yep, no, nah, not about it. At uh, no
0: point should your dog be on more Prozac than you. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's another thing. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people uh, recently in the last few years, I used to work with some people, that yeah, dogs are on medication, like, like
0: anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. That, that shouldn't be a thing. I think it's because we have too much pressure on dogs now. <laughs> to be, like, dogs don't just get to be dogs. <laughs> they've got to support you. Yeah. Like, yeah. how I would frame it is that, essentially... They used to just cruise around, have fun, and we clean up their shit. Yeah. Now we're relying on them to get us through our shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. To be to be our support and to be our, like, real barometer on how yeah. our day's going to go.
0: You're like, nah, it's just a dog. Let it be a dog. It's uh, like when you've started an entry-level job and the first thing is, oh, you got to be here 15 minutes early. That dog, in this instance, is like, no. No,
1: nah, I'm a dog. <laughs> I'll do what I want because, oh, newsflash, I'm a dog. Yeah.
0: So... <laughs> I didn't evolve to solve your problems. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, I don't I didn't go to uni. I didn't I don't have a tape course. Like
0: I'm just a dog. Yeah. So if you're out there and you feel like your dog's stressed, put it in a kennel because it needs a break. Yeah, it needs a break from you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're talking about things that everyone loves that you don't love, being house plants. That actually somehow I didn't know this was gonna happen. That is the topic of my top five today. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I mean, a lot of people have things that they don't like that generally a lot of people don't like. So what I chose, Ollie, was five things that when I've mentioned this to people have got a very aggressive reaction. Like, I'm wrong, my life is worthless because I feel this way. So number five on my top five things that people love that I don't is any television program that features Hamish and or Andy. Right, yeah. The, The two, and you know I love audio and I love the radio, Two of the top five best radio people ever. Yep. Not even just in Australia. In my opinion, it might be the best radio show of all time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Those guys on TV, I'd rather you poured salt in my eyeballs. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to hear their voices on there. I don't want to see the way that they touch themselves (laughs) because they're not used to wearing lapel mics, like particularly Hamish when he's doing his thing because he's so great at improv Just whacking it. Yeah. This sound, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear that at all. It's yeah. not Tony Roberts. Yeah. So, any program that they're on, I'm not watching it, regardless of how good a premise it is. Because yeah. it's like, you guys were the best at a different thing, and now I've got to watch you do this other thing.
1: And also, they've also, they've also taken their radio uh, prowess into podcasts. And are nailing the
0: podcast. They have, they're have they one of, if not the best, shows in Australia, yeah. like over the long term. Yeah. And I guess what really irritates me, and people know that I'm a tennis head, obviously, Yeah, is that somehow Andy, who I actually really like, a lot of people are like, oh, Hamish is the genius, Andy's the straight guy that sets yeah. him up. Yeah. He's incredibly funny in his own right. He does and has produced some of the least funny elements of anything to do with the Australian Open. Oh,
1: not a, not a fan of guess who?
0: I'm not a fan of it. No. Yeah, yeah. Just go back to the radio, Andy, please. Yeah. And that yeah. Will, whenever I've mentioned that, they're like, oh, no, but it's, you're an idiot because that's the next step from the radio. I'm like, no. No. It doesn't no, have to no. be. Uh,
1: yeah. Hamish, take your Lego and yeah. ship off. It might uh,
0: be the next step if you've fallen down the fucking staircase. Yeah, yeah. So well,
1: <laughs> one that's made out of Lego. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, go see your mate for some Lego. Yeah. Okay. So, number four, and this is... We have had some criticism that all we talk about is food, which I thought was obvious given the name of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: chat up to you, Justin. Yeah, Uh, Justin.
0: Well, actually, there's a few people that have listened to every episode. Thanks, guys. We actually really appreciate that. Yeah, but we'll do what we want as well. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. (laughs) This is a a pretty contentious one. Onions in food. And the reason why this upsets people is that I've made – I've had people around me, whether they're people in the family, extended family, previous girlfriends, whoever – that see me making stuff, and they can't help but say, "Are oh, you going to put onions in that?" Can you give me give me some give me some examples? Spaghetti bolognese. Okay, yeah. I don't onion. I don't have fried onion on any form of barbecue. Yeah, yep, yep. And I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I've never had an instance where any food that I've made has come back to me, other than putting French onion soup mix in something that I get. But I've never had anyone come back to me and say, great bolognese could have used onion. Yeah, good point. It's a good point. <laughs> like, I don't think it's one of the enhancing features yeah, yeah. of a food. And if anything else, it's not what people miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but people can't help but say, oh, you don't have onion.
1: Yeah. No, because no, you're not going to miss it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not the of this bag bowl world. It's not the, uh, the tomato sauce or the, the yeah. pasta sauce. Yeah. Or, or the garlic. I feel like if you made a bolognese, using using the bowl example, if you missed some if you didn't throw the garlic in, you might be able to know there's missing some garlic, why did you put garlic in at your weirdo? Oh, but yeah. but onion, I think I'm I'm with you. I like, think
0: it's just because I chose to leave it out because I don't like it, doesn't equal this is gonna suck. Yeah, but that's the inference. It's not so much that I'd actually I'll eat food with onion in it. I quite like it if it's in there. Just I would prefer, yeah, that it's not. And if I'm making the thing, it's not going in by default, yeah, 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 but like, yeah. that's all it is, but just keep your comments to yourself,
1: yeah um <laughs> where where's your head at on uh French onion uh is it yeah, French onion dip? I'm a fan, you're a fan, what about onion rings? not a fan, not a fan, okay, right. yeah,
0: that is the fast food deep fried equivalent of something I think sucks, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's everything I don't like about food in one thing,
1: and the thing with the onion ring is I've had a full spectrum of the onion ring. I do love an onion ring. Oh, um,
0: the variance. The, the standard deviation yeah, of an onion yeah. ring. Oh. I
1: think, yeah, oh, it's, it's it's quite large. Uh, <laughs> the spectrum. They talk about other spectrums in the world, but I feel like no one's talking about the onion ring. <laughs> the rings. most important one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the OR spectrum. Yeah, that's uh, it. So, I think, because I've always liked Hungry Jacks because they have onion rings, and their, their standard onion ring, like, they don't deviate too far because they're just... Obviously, you know, just a f- deep fried anyway. And, um, but some of you go to some of these, like I was grilled the other night and they've got onion rings now. Um, and they've sucked. Oh,
0: gosh, that's not good. Uh,
1: but then I also have been to, um, the, n- the new market where the, I had the other palm. We've talked about the new market before. They have, um, onion rings as a like an entree or side and they do good onion rings. So I do love an onion ring, but they they're the worst onion ring. It's just like – it's like a bit of old rubber. <laughs> um, One
0: thing I don't also – I guess I don't like about the Youngin Ring as a product is I feel like because it's it must be either cheaper or whatever it is, it's replaced the spots that sometimes a potato cake would turn yeah, up yeah, yeah. or a hash brown. Like all these burgers that I'd like to try – all have an onion ring sitting in there. Yeah. I'm like, I don't uh, want the oniony taste on all the other shit. Yeah. Just either get rid of it or put a yeah. some kind of potato back in there.
1: Uh, speaking of hash browns, I know we keep, we keep uh, tangenting um, from your top five, but if I go to a breakfast cafe and a ha- hash brown is not there, I really have a some serious questions about what this operation is delivering. <laughs> um, you mean as part of the big breakfast yeah, or as a I just, standalone just, item? Just as an item, if, if, you, if you don't have an item, because our local cafe in Melbourne, we do, we do love them and go there all the time. And I've had to accept the fact that they don't have hash brown on the menu. But I don't, I don't understand it. It's not, I mean, I'm not a chef, but it can't be that
0: hard to whip up. Breakfast foods? Yeah. Number one, obviously water. <laughs> Number two is offering coffee. Three eggs and/or bacon or both, and then number four, hash brown. Yeah, yeah. like it's top five in anyone's list.
1: Yes, yes. Yep. So anyway, that's um, that's the end of my. Yeah, house. I don't need
0: deep broiled kale. No, for I'm- breakfast. So, number three, and this is one that annoyed a lot of people in the mid two thousands, Ollie, when you were a youngster. Yeah, is that I always detested all jackass related okay. products. Yep, 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 yep the movies, the TV shows, but they were as big as anything at the time and a lot of people from a lot of different, you know, you had music heads, you had footy people, you had, you know, men, women, everyone was watching Jackass. And I was seen as being such a square, boring idiot yeah, because I wasn't laughing at that shit. Mm -hmm. And I can't even put it down to why I don't like it. Yeah, okay. Because I'm sure if some guy just jumped off the truck that just pulled up over the road into that bin that's right next to the truck i'd <laughs> yeah. probably go that's pretty funny
1: <laughs> yeah so it wasn't the slapstick or the in the the like violent bodily harm that no. turned you off
0: i think it was the idolatry people had for just being a dickhead yeah like i like it's reasonably funny but this is not something i'm going to spend a lot of my yeah. time watching like if it was i think if jackass existed for the first time in like reels format where it's 10 seconds and I see one every day. Yeah, yeah. But watching it for hours and hours and then people just putting it on like it's a Krusty Demons thing where they're actually doing something sophisticated. Yeah. That's what it was. It was like the people that were into Krusty Demons and motorbikes morphed into jackass people. Yes. Because you might not remember this, but people used to put on Krusty Demons and jackass and bam, at parties. Yeah, and it was like we'll watch some of it. As background TV, like instead of music, which – Yeah, that was probably my biggest issue. Yeah, right. Can you imagine how – I mean, they were massive at their time, as you said,
1: because I remember the – tail. I was old enough for sort of the tail end of their peak fame, I guess. Yeah,
0: which was a good 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine how
1: big they would have been if they started in the real Instagram? Because that – if they could have had like the content they would have put up on reels and on Instagram, they were massive before social media. And then they still get – they're still relevant now to a point, but if they had started ten years ago, when social media started, and even five years ago when Reels become a thing, I'd like. What do you What do you
0: think? Do you reckon they would have been even bigger? Well, they were massive, but I think, I think you'd have to look at it the other way around. What if we pushed the technology back? Because a lot of what got people big on like Vine, and Vine was a precursor to all of these short form video yeah, apps. Yeah they were ripping off Jackass. Yeah. Like all of the dumb human tricks stuff that's so huge on social media. Now, yes. a lot of that is just a, you know, a micro version of something that Jackass... Yeah, even think. the, like, the basketball trick shots. Yeah, so I guess it's, they were influential. Just yeah. don't involve, or sorry, invade my drinking time. Like, we had we- the option to listen to some of the greatest music of yeah. all time. yeah. Or put on Stevo for the fifteenth yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, yeah, don't
1: invade that with just getting with bugs getting their testicles stapled to yeah. their whatevers. And you're like, whatever
0: what what's happening here? That's funny five to seven times. Not yeah. fifty to seventy yeah, times. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> so that I got a lot of pushback about, basically that I thought I was like sophisticated and I was too cool. Yeah. So number two, and this is the thing that's upset the most people in my whole life, I don't like Radiohead. Oh, the band? I've yeah. spent time with them. It's not that I don't get them. That's people's first reaction when they hear you don't like and they're like, oh, you have no sophistication. You just don't get Radiohead. Yeah, you're a music snob and yeah. yeah. I get Radiohead. You've moved into a phase of your life where you're looking for white noise with haircuts. Yeah, we might need some. <laughs> of that. uh... That's just pretty much what it sounds like to me when I hear it. Yeah. I'm like, this guy is very, very successful, very wealthy puts zero effort into their shows as far as energy to reproduce the original emotion that he created when he had the song and I would rather just go listen to whatever cover band is on at lunchtime today yeah. at a local pub than ever watch Tom York do anything
1: okay uh, it's, yep obviously Radiohead again was probably a bit before my time and I never really got into that style of music anyway I that. think
0: what it is Ollie is that people were telling me I had to like it. yeah them. I think that and then I think, like, if you're a sophisticated music fan that grew up loving the Beatles, Floyd, Queen, all these bands, Zeppelin, particularly the British influential progressive rock bands, Genesis. If you like them, you have to like Radiohead, because this is the modern incarnation of a similar uh, type okay, of band. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't. No, I can do what I want. Because yeah. if my ears recoil, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to just jump on board. Yeah. So that's the one everyone hates me for, but this next one is something not a lot of people know, but it will probably be the thing people hate me for the most. Okay, I love it already. Breaking Bad is average.
1: <laughs> I, I have watched that show and I did like it, but I can get on board with that.
0: Like, it's not this magisterial television yeah, statement I, yep. that will never be surpassed or wasn't and hasn't already been surpassed. Yeah, It was okay. Yeah, It was idolizing criminal behavior. I mean, I'm okay with that. My favourite movie is The Godfather. Yep. But let's not pretend that this is the peak of television Yeah. before and or it's never going to get better. I also think the important thing to point out
1: is you're not saying
0: it's bad or unwatchable. You're just saying it's okay and not the... Well, the- this is the one that people love the most that I... I don't even dislike this one, but that's how it's viewed. Yes. That I don't also agree... That it was appointment viewing, and my whole life had to revolve around yes. it when it was on.
1: I um, don't have a top five for this topic, but I will back back you up with a different show. I have the same view on Game of Thrones. Never seen the show. Have no intention. Maybe this isn't that I don't like it or hate it. It's that at the time when it came out, I was at uni, like it was peak, and that was before really before streamers. So like. 2014-2015 era when it came out and we had to um people downloaded game of thrones and it became like a black market currency you people knew who had it and there were viewing parties there were there was what we well, yeah, watch party there was a whole thing and part of me was like i don't get this show i don't get why it's a this complete fandom and you know everything shuts down, and people's lives stop, so I I think maybe a bit out of spite when I'm not going to watch this show and I think it sucks yeah. um, <laughs> uh, so I could be could be you know wrong, but I have no intention to see the show, and I agree I don't like yeah, again, I haven't said so at least if you've watched Breaking Bad and giving it, given it it's airtime, yeah but I've, I'm the same with um, with Game
0: of Thrones that's my my view. I think. Maybe what it was, was with Breaking Bad, I think it was the first great show that a lot of people watched because they hadn't seen many great, truly great TV shows before. Yes. So, that, that was the original, oh, my God, this is how good television can be. Yeah. Whereas to me, I was comparing it to Oz, The Sopranos, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Battlestar Galactica. Like, I'd seen four or five shows prior to Breaking Bad that were perfect in a way yeah. or even beautifully imperfect. Yeah. So to me, it was like, oh, this show's okay.
1: Do you think Breaking Bad was because it finished in 2013? Because I remember it, it, the season, the big finale came out when I finished high school. So I remember when I finished high school, I was like, right, now i finished school and got the whole summer. I'm going to watch this whole show from start to finish. Even though it had already finished, I was going to watch it all. Do you think it was like the a show, whether it was deliberate or not from HBO, but do you think it was a show that was angled towards stream binge watching? Like it was built for,
0: to just watch it, like- I think, and this might upset people to say, I think it was a sophisticated show that was still made for a mainstream audience. Yeah. Whereas some of the other shows that networks like HBO had made in the past weren't- really ever, they didn't take the hard edges off things to make it more palatable to the mainstream audience Mm -hmm. and I guess it could be just the fact that whenever people tell me that something's great if if they're a type of person whose taste I don't respect yeah, and I'm not saying they've got any worse taste than me, my taste might be worse in their eyes, it probably is but if you're just a standard person and you don't like any of the same bands movies, other TV shows books as what I do and you're telling me Breaking Bad's the best show you've ever seen yeah like I'm probably going in biased
1: yeah yeah you're going in going well I don't trust your wreck yes based on the rest of your personality yeah
0: yeah and I don't know just sometimes like the idolatry around criminal behaviour like it's the same with Sons of Anarchy yeah Sons of Anarchy has several scenes that I think are incredible like an, an individual episode or a sequence that's amazing, but I don't love the whole concept of the show. Mm -hmm. But then in saying that, one of my favorite shows of all time is a show called Banshee, and that is very, very violent and very criminal. Yes. So, it's not like I'm against the whole premise. Just that show to me was brilliant from the first second till the end. Yeah. The other thing about Breaking
1: Bad, I'll add, is when it it was out, when it was pumping and going at its peak, all the feedback I got from people was, you got to watch Breaking Bad, you got to watch it. How could you not be watching it? Um, oh, but just just be, um, just let so you know, the first two seasons, really slow. you got to push through, you got to push through that. Once you get through past the first two seasons, season three onwards, brilliant. And you're like, what? what is it with, and it's, they're not the only show that does this now, but I hear that quite often. No, I want to watch a show from the start that is good. Eric, I don't want to have to push through 25 hours of content as a garbage truck goes past, um, 25 hours of content to get to the good stuff.
0: That may or may not be as good as you're telling me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's like, what are we talking about?
0: What happened to the years the, the of TV shows that was good from episode one? Yeah. Well, um, that's why uh, when I'm saying I love Banshee. Banshee, to me, I loved from the first opening sequence because it has- the best first 10 minutes of a show I've ever seen. Cool, yeah. Like, it is an unbelievable first episode. And it's the same with Battlestar Galactica. The first episode, 33, is probably the best episode of the entire run of that show. Okay, cool. It may be the greatest first episode of a show I've ever seen. Yeah. It'd be like if I said to you, not that you are in this position now, but if I had have said a couple of years ago, look, this is going to be the great relationship of your life, the first two seasons, yeah. let's say summer and then yeah. and then autumn, are they going to suck?
1: Yeah. yeah. You've got
0: to push through those, Ollie.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a grind. Um, <laughs> that part, there's no Goldilocks period here. Yeah. This is just going to be hard work. And then once you get through the, to the third oh. season. When you, you
0: start putting clothes on in winter instead of taking them off, that's going to be when it gets y- good.
1: Yeah. I don't get why that's a thing. And it's become more of a thing with, I think, streaming shows. And they go, just get through the first couple. And you're like, Nah. I'd much rather – my my best shows is the first three seasons are great, and then if they go into five, six, seven, that's when it drops off. I've done that with so many shows where you watch the first two or three and you're like, this is awesome, but then I don't watch after that. I think the most I've ever watched a show is maybe nine, eight or nine seasons. But I think – do you reckon that's an American – like a British thing sorry, a British thing is they make less – it's that sort of – quality over quantity they make less and yeah. uh, less episodes less seasons but it's awesome the whole time mm. and and whereas it's very very traditional American TV to just pump out twenty four episodes a season for ten years mm. and sixty five percent of it's great to okay yeah. and then the other thirty five percent is just unwatchable
0: yeah I think it has to do with funding like in Canada and in the UK a lot of it's coming from the C B C and the BBC. Yeah. so there's probably a limit on their budgets. Yeah. But they're not trying to fill a whole advertising calendar either for yeah. half of a year. Yeah. So I think you're right. I mean and modern shows theoretically are meant to be shorter but better. Yeah. The
1: example I can think of at the moment is um Shits Creek. Mm. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. And they're a show that again was was created And written and filmed, it's episodic television. But it was written and filmed and created for the binge watch. Yeah. So there isn't cliffhangers. There isn't because it's just really well character driven, Mm. extremely funny dialogue. But it's six seasons, twelve to fourteen apps a season. Yeah. And twenty, and because it's built for streaming, it's twenty minute, twenty to twenty four minute apps.
0: I Uh, think they. And it's an interesting point. And I think another show that as much, probably in very much the similar way, I should say, as Schitt's Creek kind of has nailed the type of comedy show that works in that format is Kim's Convenience. Yeah. They have middle of the episode peaks. Like where the the big tension moment is in an episode, it's the same in Schitt's Creek. It's not always at the start and the end. No. Nah. It's kind of in the middle and then they relax you into the end of the episode and Kim's convenience was very much like that it was like oh it starts off we're working up to the tension there's a big moment maybe make you sad maybe make you laugh probably both yeah with Shits Creek and Kim's convenience yeah and then they kind of relax you back into Mm -hmm. oh this is ending in a happy way so you're on ramped to the next one yeah yeah the whole the whole cliffhanger thing episode episode doesn't really work when the next one starts 20 seconds later and And you can skip it straight to it
1: yes and then that's like because now these like traditional shows that are on that have been put on streamers it's it's that you you watch like a cop show or a drama and you're like end of season cliffhanger and then you just go oh the next season and then there, there he said even better you can do the whole skip intro so it's like you barely even left yeah whereas back in the day it was minimum a week and if not six to nine months
0: absolutely yeah so, if you guys are out there and you've got a top five of things that people love that you don't, send them through. We love it. Yeah. Uh, did you just want to finish up now, Ollie, just quickly, do you have any gigs coming up?
1: Uh, I do. Um, oh, There's always a few in, in Melbourne. So, the ones I think I will plug is the 4th and 8th of February, I'm going to do two trial shows. Uh, one at uh, local tap house in St Kilda, and one at uh, the Burgess Seltzer in Brunswick, and they're going to be two preview trial shows, whatever you want to call them, and that is for my upcoming festival show. And it hasn't been publicly put out yet, but it will be probably by the time this episode's out. So the, the show is called Baby on Board, and it is uh, the second half of the Melbourne Comedy Festival in April. There'll be we'll hear plenty more about it, but the, the two big gigs, trial show. For the eighth and the uh, fourth and eighth of February, and I'm also doing a split bill with Nick Shaw. So if you don't know Nick, he's very funny, very dry. At the comedy festival. No, we're doing the so the trial shows. And oh We're, right. we're doing okay. a split bill, and then the comedy show, comedy festival, we're both doing our respective solo shows. But the trial show format will be like we'll do thirty to forty minutes each. And it'll be free because it's the preview. So if you want to come to a trial show or you haven't been to a trial show before, come along if you're in Melbourne and you'll see stuff that not everyone else will see because it'll be the shit bits. <laughs> uh, but that is the point of the trial shows. So yes. um, come on to those. But other than that, keep an eye on my socials or our, both our socials for any other gigs around where we're doing. whatever you, made. Have you got anything?
0: I... It's just been announced yes, that sure. I'm on with Luke Heggie. Awesome. At the Riverina Comedy Club in Wagga and also Schumann. I do have, from the April the 2nd till I think the 9th, I'm doing a show with Dane Simpson and some other regional comedians at the Comedy Festival, which I'll post in the show notes where you're listening. Yeah. So, that should be awesome. There's five or six of us on that. Yeah. And we're all going to be doing our best chunk S- of stuff. Seven, yeah. And you get to see Dane. Yeah, and
1: and if you, the rest of and if the rest of them suck, you just see Dan Simpson, and he's one of the best in the country at the moment. And I'm not just saying that Dan are hearing it. You are uh, one of the best comedians, uh, and you're still on the rise. He's he's one of the best, and also one of the best. We've talked yeah, about if, him. If before. you want to just
0: stay low on the rise for a bit, mate, just so yeah, we can catch yeah, up a tidy. bit. just
1: so you can leave up <laughs> with the rest of us, yeah, big fella. Leave a bit of a rise behind. Yeah, yeah, um, a great man, and you will. Talk about Dame many more times on this podcast. Hopefully, we'll get him on one day. This is like the, the
0: Dane Simpson fan
1: cast. Yeah, I love that man so much. Um, I think, yeah. Um, so, you'll hear about our comedy festival stuff because um, it is not till April, but you'll hear more about that. And if you're in Melbourne, get amongst it. And if you're anywhere where comedy is, just go to it. And We, we, we don't have to be on. So, if you hear of a comedy show and you're able like, to oh, go to that, go to it and get amongst it.
0: I'll just get, and that's amazing. But also, guys, and I did this once when I was hosting a show recently. It's okay to go and laugh. Yeah. Because it's way more fun. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to tell an audience that it, like a couple of weeks ago. Guys, it's all right to laugh. And then from that moment on, they're like, oh, yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If something's funny, just laugh at it like we're doing. Even if it's not funny, we're still laughing. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It just makes everyone feel better. It makes everyone feel better. And that's the whole idea of comedy. So, yeah. yeah. Yep, righto.
0: Thanks, guys. That'll do it. Thanks, guys. Catch it.